Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to HR Work Break. I'm your host, Maddie Collins, editor of HR Daily Advisor. HR Work Break takes a quick but close look at everything human resources. For any HR professional, it's a must listen. I hope you learned something new, take some advice to heart, or simply stay abreast today's trending topics. Now, it's time for a work break. Happy Friday, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Jessica Kim, co-founder and CEO of Ionicare. Ionicare is a free app that provides a virtual, mobile-first care team for family caregivers. Jessica and the Ionicare team seek to encourage, empower, and equip family caregivers with resources and communities. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Maddie. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you about benefits and caregiving, especially in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. I know that caregiving is a lot of responsibilities from the get-go, so I was wondering what sort of benefits caregivers are specifically seeking from employers, just in light of the additional strain that the pandemic has brought on. Yeah, I mean, totally, just for some context, like I started the company because my mom had pancreatic cancer and I was her primary caregiver, and so I saw that firsthand of all that's pushed on us as family caregivers in the home. But during COVID, my 83-year-old dad with major health complications moved in with us. And so I became his full-time caregiver. So as it's kind of ironic as we're like serving caregivers with our platform, I'm actually living it out. So I know in so many levels, all that is put on caregivers during the pandemic. And this is how I see it. COVID has broken down our system, all the care that was happening in the home. And so when you really think about this, Caregivers need to know what to do, where to go, and support in actually implementing that care that our hospital systems are relying them on, right? And so the type of the support that they need, they need the resources, they need the guidance, and then they need the actual tangible help to actually implement that through so they can actually um, receive that support that they need. Right. It must have been a challenge taking care of your parents, especially your dad during the pandemic. So what sort of insight has living as a caregiver and being a caregiver firsthand kind of given you that helps form Ionicare? So it's really embedded in our name. Uh, Ionicare really stands for I am not alone care. And at the core of it all, it's a deeply isolating experience, not only on the emotional basis, which is huge and that impacts the care that's delivered. But it is also in the sense that we are left out of the systems, yet the systems rely on us. We are left out of the conversations, the decision making. And so our core mission here is to involve that family caregiver just as you would any other clinician. Because if you think about that, family caregivers are the one constant support throughout that patient's life. You change specialties, you change hospitals, you change care systems, but you don't change your family caregiver. You know, I lived that firsthand. So what we do at Ionicare is to provide all those sources of support, both clinical, non-clinical, both emotional and practical in one system for that caregiver, because they are the ones that navigate the patient throughout the whole journey. And it must be hard being that like constant structure. It must be nice um, having another sense of support because like an arch can't stand on its own without support from other things too. Yeah, 100%. Kind of in the same vein, what can employers do to best support their caregiving employees beyond just offering resources and making them not feel alone? Like, what specific advice would you have? So, I think the first step, and we hear this a lot, but it truly is that first step for employers is to recognize that caregiving is not a nice to have, but it's a must have. 
The pandemic has proven that this support is necessary to attract and retain talent, as well as keeping them healthy and productive and sane. And, you know, the numbers are staggering that it's 20% of any employee base is a current caregiver, and it's a rotating 20%. So the perception is that it's only a few people that are dealing with this because 70% of caregivers suffer in silence and they don't raise their hand and say, I need this, but it's actually 20% and if not going to impact every single person. It starts with that recognition because once you recognize it, then you get the practical support. And so I see a lot of these parallels from maternity and paternity support. 10 years ago, it really was non-existent. And so people had to choose. And because employers recognized it, named it, and then added the practical benefits, now we see this integration of work and life possible. We have to do the same thing with other types of caregiving of all ages. This isn't just childcare. This isn't just elder care. The way that we define it, Ayana Care, it's every age every type of condition. And we tend to focus on the ones that have clinical care needs, but a lot of non-clinical support required, but it's across all life stages. Once you recognize it, then you show it through clear benefits. Like you have to tangibly show it and not just say it, right? So clear benefits, even naming a type of caregiver leave versus just saying you have leave or time off, take care of what you need. Calling it caregiver leave actually acknowledges that it's a real thing and then you have permission to take it. So that is the responsibility and the opportunity in a positive way for employees to really show up and really shape society through the benefits that they offer. Right. And you mentioned that a lot of caregivers suffer in silence. Do you think people are slowly starting to realize just how all-encompassing caregiving is? Like you said, it's not just a specific age or situation. 100%. We're at this critical and I think a very exciting yet pivotal point in our world in employee benefits to recognize that caregiving is not just one slice of your life. That um, when we think about care, it's across all ages and stages and conditions, both long-term, short-term. And we even say accidents and crisis care where you don't have a long-term or terminal diagnosis. You tore your ACL, you have back pain. You need those extra weeks, if not months of support. And that is life. Like that's how we live. That's when we think about work-life integration. The moments where it really counts, it's like when someone needs your help, right? Yeah. That is the redefinition of caregiving that we're so passionate about redefining. And we're starting to see that being received and talked about and If we don't leverage this moment, we will not make this long-lasting change, but I'm starting to see that change happen. Yeah, and that makes so much sense, especially in light of um, the pandemic, just because with people suddenly getting sick or just having a quarantine or or dealing with people passing away, that is all spur of the moment and not planned or long-term in some situations. That is the key. It's like unplanned, right? And unplanned caregiving has always happened. It's not a new thing. But the pandemic on a global level really uh, shined a light to it in a way that we cannot ignore anymore. So it is shining a light to something that always exists. But then I do think it's on an increased level, especially as everything pushed into the home. Hospitals are continuing to push care into the home a lot earlier than ever before. Work is going to continue to be hybrid, if not all remote. And so the combination of integration of all this care and what we call living life and work, there are no clear lines anymore. And so we have to support our employees in the way that they're actually living. And 
with supporting employees, another side of caregiving is um, taking care of yourself and making sure that you're doing well mentally and physically in all aspects of your health. What can employers or caregivers themselves do to make sure that they're not forgetting about themselves? I think the first thing is knowing that resources and services are out there. When I cared for my mom, I was one of those stats uh, of the 32% of caregivers that had to choose and quit their job to care for their family. And I was always a career-driven working mom. My kids were 10, 7, and 5 at that time, worked through all of that and went back to work. But I quit my job for the first time ever in my life. Why? Because I didn't know what existed. I didn't know that this was even a thing. I didn't even know what to call it. I didn't call it caregiving at that time. And I felt the need to choose. And so the first thing is knowing whether you know where to go or not, that there is help out there and there are resources. I mean, shocking to me all the time to know that hospitals, our own zip code, all these sources of support are there. And we put all of that into our app because I don't want people to know that they don't exist. And so your personal social circles, your friends and family, they all want to help. It can be burdensome to ask for help, but that's where we can utilize technology to do that. Every zip code has hundreds of resources. You just don't know they exist, so we connect you there. Expert content, obviously, curating that. Employee benefits. Employers have all these benefits. Less than 10% of employees know that even exists, so they don't unlock it. It is the biggest underutilized resource. And so know that it's there. Ask what they are. I mean, we integrate that into our app, so you don't have to ask. But you should do that. And then there are professionals and experts out there to help you. And I think, you know, that's the first thing is to unlock what's already there to serve you. And then I think the other aspect of taking care of yourself as you care, you know, I have this three-day rule because it can be very overwhelming. And sometimes we get overwhelmed by the big decisions and the big picture. But I take three days at a time. And I say, what do, what do the three days look like? The priorities change within three days. And then how do I adjust? And I include self-care things in there, like exercise is really important to me, time with my kids, with my husband, my faith, whatever it is, you look at your three days and say, how do I fit this in and adjust? And then you take three days at a time. And so that prevents you from letting three years pass. And then you say, what has my life become? Which often happens to all of us. So yeah, those are just two practical things that I do. That's really good advice. Thank you for that. And back to what you said about employees not being aware of what sort of benefits their companies have, for people starting to look into that, what sort of questions do you recommend asking? First, I would just out share the situation and say, what benefits are there for me? You know, when you talk about the situation, you see both the clinical benefits and then you see the non-clinical benefits, but caregiving encompasses all areas of your life. So we often just look at what are caregiving benefits, and then they say, we don't have anything for caregivers. And you say, great, I have nothing. But that's not really how it's defined. As we integrate all the benefits from employers and health plans into our app, so it's curated, people say, how many of our 60 are you going to put into your app? And we say, 59. Almost like the majority of your benefits impact caregivers because it impacts all areas of their life. And so we just kind of make it relevant to why it matters to you as a caregiver, especially as people are initially thrust into it. But instead of seeing it as caregiving benefits, I would just say, what's on your mind? Like, are you thinking about your finances and how this is going to impact that? Are you wondering about your healthy children, childcare as you care for someone that's ill? Those childcare benefits are relevant to you. 
And so just look at all the aspects of your life and ask specifically about, you know, the support there. And then you'll be surprised how much is available. That makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it that way. Kind of in the same vein of, like you said, your strategy for going three days at a time to make sure that you don't get burnt out or anything. Is there anything that you think companies can do beyond just offering comprehensive benefits that can help their employees, whether they're caregivers or not, prevent burnout and stress? So much of stress and burnout for caregivers is driven by feeling stuck and completely alone in figuring out any sort of relief in any given time. So when you really think about stress and burnout, because stress actually is needed in our life. It makes us respond. It's fight or flight, right? We need that in our life. Like that's how we survive. But when you get it to the burnout stage, it's because you feel like there's no way out. With the resources acknowledging the work that they're doing. Um, so what we do too is with that acknowledgement is we run webinars for our employers to engage with employees. And I think if you were to ask me, what's the most surprising thing that you've discovered as you are kind of implementing Ionicare at all these employers? I'm so surprised that these webinars that used to be more marketing are now part of our solution because they have become support groups. People are really eager to engage and share and learn from one another. And so we've built out a whole community aspect of our solution based out of this need. And they feel so grateful and amazed that their employer offers this because they finally feel seen. And so there are a lot of aspects of caregiving and just work-life integration that no one can fully outsource or you know, take away from you. But when you don't feel acknowledged or have these outlets, then that's when it becomes overwhelming. And so that's another thing that employers can do, ERG groups. However big or small you are, you can create employee resource groups around caregiving specifically. So people say, gosh, you recognize this is a thing and I have a place and an outlet to go. So those are very practical things that you could do. The last thing I would say is, you know, as people are wondering, is this something that I could sustain, whether it's like, should I return to work? Should I take leave of absence? Having a resource for them to process that through, that's what we offer. Kind of we say, let's partner with your leave of absence team. So before they even quit or just take a leave of absence, we can help them understand if this is really the right time to do it or not. And how to solve it without having to make that big decision, which has a financial and emotional impact on their family. That's really good. Just between having the resources to walk you through it and the community to know that you're not alone. That's um, a real game changer, I think. Absolutely. And we've seen that. We've seen the true impact of those things. Yeah. And that kind of covers all of the questions I had for you. And if you don't have anything else to add. You know, the one thing I would love to share about is how a tech solution can really make a huge difference. When we think about how we can solve this problem that we now are all aware of, the reason why we can do this now that we couldn't have even 10 years ago is because of our technology and our ability to provide the support in all the millions of homes, right? You know, when you think about the stress for caregivers, it's because it's constant coordination, constant calls, constant info gathering that is so inefficient and exhausting. So that's the main reason why they don't connect to resources is because you always have to talk to someone to even find out. And then you spend time calling that person, leaving these countless messages. And then you find out after those five hours, that's not even something that they can provide help with. But with the way um, you guys curate resources within each community and have probably discussion boards for each group, that must make it easier to access things without those hours and hours of research. 100%. Like you can automatically curate your employee benefits based on my pay grade. 
whether I'm full-time, part-time, anything automatically. We look at the thousands of resources in every zip code and we automatically show you what's relevant to you. And then within a few minutes, you can say, oh, this is worth a phone call now, right? To unlock it. Yeah. And so technology is a game changer to effectively and scalably and cost-effectively offer this help for every employee in a group. It really is amazing how much technology has advanced caregiving and communities just in every sense of the word, you know? Absolutely. So my final question for you, I'd love to know what you're looking forward to this weekend. Oh, man, this weekend. So my youngest child turns 10. Oh. And so yeah, we're going to have his birthday party at one of those big bouncy houses. Um, so I'm excited, but I'll also be ready for a happy hour after that party's done. I was going to say that's very hands-on. <laughs> yeah, very hands-on. Um, but the weekends, especially now and after the pandemic, has really just been about how do I spend really good quality time with my friends and family. And so I'm really looking forward to that. I hope you have so much fun at the birthday party. I remember how much I love bouncy houses at that age too. (laughs) It is fun. You can't beat it. (laughs) And Jessica, thank you again so much for joining me today. It really was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Again, I'm Maddie Collins and thank you for listening. Join us next Friday or whenever you need a work break.